When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Catfish and Crappie Podcast. My name is Mark, and today's guest is Jeremy Coleman. What's going on, Jeremy? How you doing, bud? I'm doing good, Mark. How are you doing? Good. You got the you got the technical difficulties worked out, I see? I had to get Brighton's phone. For some reason, it wouldn't work off mine. I'm not very technical when it comes to this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, you might want to get a little closer to the mic. You're, it's kind of hard to hear you. Let's see if that's... Oh yeah, that that that's that's much better. Excellent. Thanks for doing that. I uh, appreciate it. Um, of course, you know you got to have your son's technology to get it to work, right? You got to have him look at your phone. I bet you he'll figure it out in half the time you and I can do it together. Oh yeah, he's always helped me with my editing and stuff. He, he's a lot better at it. Now. It's good. You know, I need to get me an editor. I could really use one because that's one of the things that holds my channel back. Is man, it's a lot of work. And if you're a creator, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So it'd be uh, nice I see- to go out and have somebody do the editing, right? Yes, sir. Um, I see Palmetto Catch checked in. What's going on, Kevin? How you doing? Uh, see if I missed anybody else here real quick. So what's going on, Jeremy? You started your new channel, Hooked Up, correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, how's that going? When did you decide to do that? Well, we had some difficulties with the other channel uh, back uh, the 1st of January, and we couldn't get it figured out, the whole monetization process and all that. And uh, I I've had several people help me throughout the months. We spent probably the last six months trying every way in the world to figure out what the problem was, why it kept getting denied and everything. And nobody could figure this out. Of course, there's no email support or anything that you can Mm -hmm. help you or anything. So uh, we didn't want to have to start all over. But, you know, after six months, I mean, we couldn't come up with anything. So we just said, hey, we'll just start all over and bring something fresh. That's that's unfortunate. Um, I know that anything you pretty much do on on YouTube, when you run into a um, an issue of one sort or the other, it's almost next to impossible to get it worked out. So, uh, um, you, you have my full sympathy, and I know that there's a lot of creators right now out in chat that 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 have sympathy. So I'm going to ask them and implore them to make sure they go over and check out uh, Jeremy's new content and uh, um, give him a. Um, a sub if you like what you're seeing, but uh, only after you watch and such. So, uh, uh, do you have any plans on moving some of your content over to the new channel? Uh, I'm not sure about that yet. Uh, we may just start fresh. I, I don't know. We just uh, we we come up with this new channel just a couple weeks ago. We only got two videos up. We're gonna have about two more coming out this week, and so we'll just see what happens. And I know you had, you're you're on kayaks on both of those, correct? Uh, yeah, I believe I was in both of them. I just mm-hmm. got my kayak a month ago. I've been talking to Ryan Boards and watching him catch them fish. And of course, I'm a huge fan of the kayak catfish channel. And, uh, that's just something that was on my bucket list. I've always wanted to try to catch one of those big blues. I have a kayak. I just thought that would be so neat. And, uh, we got it done here about a week or, week or so ago. And it was, uh, my first blue or my second blue that I caught that morning was right at 40 pounds so it was a good that's, time that's a that's a 
that's a good blue. Uh, hopefully, I'll get on my first blue uh, next weekend in Ohio. But uh, I'll settle for a five pounder to be honest with, you, just so I can say I've caught one. So we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what happens, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I did notice you were chasing my two favorite species of fish, catfish and crappie, on the on those kayaks, right? You did one video of each so far. Uh, yeah, I've done a little bit of bass fishing and crappie fishing just to kind of get used to the kayak and know my limitations and stuff in it, what I can and can't do, how far I can move and stuff, and try to see where I'm going to put the camera and stuff, just kind of fill everything out. And I did a few trips like that just for fun before I decided to go after a catfish. I, I never thought I'd got a 40-pounder my first trip out, but... It's pretty crazy. You know, my my very first flathead I ever caught was the 32-pounder after a year of trying for one. It's funny how that works out, ain't it? It's it's a blessing to describe. But, you know, the next, like, six-pounder I caught was was great, but it wasn't a 32-pounder, so I get what you're saying. It was such a rush, Mark. I, I don't get tore up over, you know, decent fish like that and 30, 40-pound fish. But, uh if you go back, if you watch that video that I put out, if you listen to my voice in it, I'm sitting there. I got the shakes. You see my hands. I mean, it was it was just it was awesome. It was a rush. It really was because you're right there, water with that fish. There's something about pulling a fish that size up next to a plastic boat when you're sitting level, you know, like water level with it, and it's been dragging you around for however long the fight's been. That really gets the blood pumping. I can totally understand that. Absolutely. So you're going to try and get yourself – what, what's your PB blue cat? Uh, on blue, I think 45. We caught several 40s last year. I think 45 was my biggest. I had a 50-pounder up to the boat but couldn't seal the deal. Uh, my biggest flathead is 46 and a half. Wait till you get wait till you get one even bigger than that off the kayak. That's really going to get your blood pumping. The only thing I can imagine getting close to that is when I got that sixteen pound channel cat on a, a whisker sticks, one of the whisker seekers ice rods. That was a lot of fun to catch. So uh, I'm a pretty stoic individual when I'm out fishing and stuff because I'm always pretty much deep in thought trying to figure out what they're doing. But every now and then you get that special fish, so I can definitely relate. Absolutely. That's cool stuff. All right, so uh, let me say hello to a couple of people that just came in. I saw Fish Smack in the house. I see, uh, obviously, Lyle, the man, at 5,000 subscribers, Catfish Weekly. Uh, let's see if I missed anybody else. I see Bob from Fish and Finds. Laura the Explorer, what's going on, Laura? I did say hello to Frank at Twisted Fishing TV. Hello again, Frank. Uh, Tree Limb Fishing, uh, what's going on, sir? Uh, Uncle Jeep, I said hello. I want to make sure that I don't miss anybody. All right, so usually, Jeremy, I'm, I'm glad that uh, we were able to get those technical difficulties worked out. Absolutely. Uh, but usually how I like to start the show is talk to people how they, what, what are some of their earliest memories about fishing, how they got started in it, and I really enjoy when people are willing to share that stuff with me. So is that something you're willing to do? Oh, absolutely. I got started probably when I was about five or six years old. I used to go with my grandpa. I got started crappie fishing. I've crappie fished my whole life, and uh, that's kind of how I got my start. We would go to Kentucky Lake and spend the weekends, and me and my grandpa and my uncle, and that's just my earliest memories of fishing. And then I remember going through school, like in high school, when I get out of school, uh, in the afternoons, we would go below the dam, fish off the banks and stuff just all the time. And it was just a passion and something that I, I just wanted to do all the time. 
it's it it brings back memories of happy times doesn't it it's always whenever you're fishing with the family and whether you're being successful or just messing around and on a on a skunk day it 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 it, it means something and that i think that's why we all call this you know this whole group that we hang out with the catfish family because it, it's families fishing it's, it's all good right oh absolutely absolutely all right so let's get back to the kayak stuff so you, what kind of kayak are you fishing out of? Uh, the one I have is the 11 half foot lifetime kayak. It's kind of a middle grade uh, kayak. Uh, it's big enough you can stand up in it. I've tried it one time, but I don't think I'll be standing up a whole lot. <laughs> I don't have the best. But, but, you know, I had like a barge of a kayak. I tried standing up in it one time enough to know that I'm not going to try standing up in it again. So it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a lot, it's not as easy as people say. I know that Ryan Bortz gets out there and, and a lot of the other guys, tree limb fishing and stuff, they're all in kayaks. I bet they're up on there. Uh, but they're not me. I'm, I'm too old for that. You're a heck and you're a heck of a lot younger than me. So we got to get Lyle Stokes out on a kayak, right, Lyle? I would love to see that. I think he'd, he'd make 10,000 subs if we got that together, maybe raise some money for the channel. Maybe, maybe, maybe raise enough money to get that new top put on his boat, the, the new cover. I'd like to see it. We'll see what Lyle says in the chat. I don't think he'll be doing that. I always remember that if you have any questions for Jeremy, uh, add some sort of special character or an exclamation point question mark in front of your questions, um, and, and we'll make sure to ask Jeremy what's going on. There's Lyle. He says, no. <laughs> if you guys, and I, I would also want to met, uh, welcome everybody that's listening on the podcast. I really appreciate you guys being here. If you want to watch live on Monday nights, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, just go over to YouTube, enter Catfish and Crappie in a search bar, and you'll be able to get here. So, um, so what are your, what's are some of the plans coming up for fishing? I mean, we're already, we're already two holidays down. Can you believe we only have one more holiday left in summer? We got the major three and we got Labor Day left and it's all going to be over. So it's, it's like a mad rush now, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, it is. Um, uh, the goal I had last year was to catch a catfish over 50 pounds and I got close, but I, I didn't do it. Uh, and Braden caught two of them <laughs> over 50. So uh, that's kind of a goal this year is to get over that 50-pound mark for me. And uh, I, I do a lot of crappie fishing, too. I probably do as much crappie fishing as I do catfishing. And uh, I'm actually working with SmackDown Catfishing right now where I'm helping them design a rod holder for these kayaks that, that you control for crappie with. So we're real excited about that. So we're going to be doing a lot of crappie fishing. Um Something else cool coming up. Uh, we're going to be filming with Chris Souders. We're going to get the kayaks out and go catfishing and see what happens in West Virginia. So I'm looking forward to that trip. That's very cool. And I know you've uh, fished with Chris in the past, haven't you? Uh, yes, last fall. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I'm like, man, Jeremy's one lucky dude. He gets to fish with Chris. I thought that was really cool to see out there. So I know he's had a few people out there, a few YouTubers out there with him, which I thought was an excellent idea. And uh, maybe someday I'll be headed out that way. You know, uh, Chris, I'm going to be out in Ohio this weekend if you want to swing by. I'm sure you know where we're going to be hanging out. So just just a word, just, just putting that out there. Justin's Fishing Fetish has a question, Jeremy. He says, uh, what's your favorite way to fish? Do you like drifting, anchoring, or bumping? And I guess he's talking about about catfish obviously uh 90 percent of the time you're gonna catch me anchored uh most of the time i'm fishing the lake i fish here in kentucky we don't have any current 
So uh, like this time of year, the next month or so, you'll probably see me drifting just a little bit. But I don't really like drifting. I, my comfort zone's in anchoring up. Uh, you'll see me fish a lot of points and stuff. I'll move probably four or five times a morning. I'll give a spot about an hour. And then uh, I move to the next spot, just looking for active fish all the time. Just spots that I know fish are going to come through. Very cool. What I'm doing. Yeah, I'm I'm an anchor guy at heart. Um, Chad got me dragging some baits out lately, and uh, it it works. It's pretty productive. Um, And I don't know what's what I like better yet because dragging baits is is a lot of work, but it's not as hard work as double anchoring every like half an hour that's a lot of work for me <laughs> uh dragon would be really effective on this lake but uh i seem to get hung up quite a bit and it makes me say a lot of bad words so yeah i get traded with it really quick but uh in a lake here like that has no current most of the time it would be an effective way i just haven't done it enough to uh master it i guess you could say i definitely found that to be true um the first couple times i went out it was it was we were picking fish off left and right. And then the last time I went out, I tried a different section river, which was a, a way more snaggy than I ever even imagined, you know, but now I know. And the first hour of my live stream, I did nothing but unsnag. It was, it was rough. I got very frustrated. I, I bit my tongue. I tried not to start cussing out <laughs> on live stream. I had people watching, reeled everything up and, and I took like an eight mile ride up river to where I know I was all right. And then we did okay then. So I can definitely relate, but it's good. The way I kind of walked away from it was it's, it's good to know what kind of structure I'm fishing. So if I'm anchoring up, I know there's a lot of structure in that spot that, that we're going to head out there the next time and see how productive I can get on that. Just anchoring up. So, so you'd mentioned you're, uh, you're working on some smackdown catfishing rod holders for the kayaks. Is there anything you can tell us about that? Uh, it's for the guys that want to uh, do a little bit of spider rigging uh, in the kayaks, which is something. Oh, spider rigging for crappie. I thought you were talking about just catfish. Now you got really got my attention. No, it, it's for the crappie anglers. It's a it's a crappie rod holder. It's a little bit, uh, it only has one position, you know, where it'll be in the zero degree position right there. And uh, they sent me a prototype and we tried it, but we're going to have to make the stems taller and we're actually going to make it a 10 degree that way. Cause the kayak sits so low the water. By the time you put 11, 12 foot rod out there with a half ounce sinker on it, that tip's going to be in the water. So we had to elevate them up a little bit. Hold, hold, stop, stop right there. You're going to have a, a 10, 11, 12 foot rods on a kayak hanging out the front, huh? Absolutely. That's cut. That ought to be a, uh... That, that'll be cool to see. You hook up into one of them and, and not only fishing with them, it's getting that fish into the boat, which is tricky when you're sitting in a regular boat enough. Am I wrong? Uh, no. Uh, it's pretty much just like the boat. I mean, you just grab the rod, pick it up, and that swings the fish to you. I mean, there's not really any reeling or anything to it. You, you know, here... I've, I've mentioned this a lot in, in the past. That here in Illinois, we have a two-rod limit. Three, when you're... Uh, when you're trolling. So I guess if I was spider rigging, I could use three poles. That's something I've yet to try. How productive is it for you? The spider rigging? Yeah. Uh, I prefer jigging. I'd rather have a jig pole in my hand just because I like to feel the thumb. That's the way I like to fish. But in certain situations, like uh, especially uh, during the pre-spawn and during the fall when they're moving around a lot, 
if you're going to catch numbers of fish, you, you need to be spider rigging because uh, these fish are on the move. They're not positioned on the cover like they are other times of the year. I, I agree. I know a lot of the tournament guys, they spider rigged for a long time until the um, the, the, the the coming around of uh, live scope, which that's another totally different discussion. Uh, discussion um speaking of live scope though are you running any electronics on that kayak i have a small unit on there i think it's the uh elite four it's a smaller lorance unit it just has regular sonar gps and down scan and for the way i'm fishing right now i mean that's all i need as long as i got my gps and i can zoom in and see that structure on the bottom i can see uh, lake contours and everything that's all i need I don't have to get too fancy with it. So you're fishing old school. Dink's mom, I take it that might be your wife there saying hello to everybody. Dink's mom. I think. <laughs> you don't call her that at home, do you? Sometimes. Sometimes. There you go. It's good to be playful like that. Excellent. Um, yeah, with the kayak, what I found out is that side, side scan, unless you're anchored or you're paddling really fast, is it, isn't really worth it for a kayak. I know a lot of guys use it, and I'm just now, since I put my side scan on my boat, starting to learn how to read it while anchored up. I mean, you can't really see everything or structure, but you can't see when a fish comes by, which kind of helps. So I can understand not putting it in a kayak, definitely. Here's a story. I When I bought my my big rig kayak when I had it, I went out and thought, oh, side scan's going to be so awesome on it. I paid all this money at the time. My 7300 SV was right, at, right over $1,000. I get it on the kayak and find out that I can't really use side scan. That was kind of heartbreaking. So I ended up just buying the boat I got now just so I can move that sonar over to the boat and use it but i think it works pretty good for boats we got a bunch of kayakers out here in a uh in a chat too i see parker pursuits the chicken man he's out there i know he he kayak fishes for crappie especially a lot i haven't seen him i don't know maybe he has done some uh uh cat fishing so i don't know uh but you you had just set up the center council boat if i'm not mistaken right i did but i sold it i actually uh i have a pontoon and a 17 foot john boat I'll fish out of those two. Man, you sold you sold that center council. You were you were all happy with that and stuff, and it, it kind of uh, not upsetting. But I mean, I didn't think you'd be selling it so soon. But I guess everybody has a reason. So pontoon boats are great for fishing. How do you how often do you get out in that pontoon boat to fish? I'm on it about once a week. We took it night fishing for crappie last weekend, and we had three of us out there, and it was comfortable, you know, and we could grill out and. I got rod holders all around it, SmackDown rod holders, and we put them to work all night. We caught a little over two hundred. That's insane. What? What? And what, what? What part of the country are you fishing in? Are you in Kentucky or Tennessee? You're in Kentucky, right? I live in South Central Kentucky. I'm about twenty five minutes from the Tennessee line. Okay, so that's a good idea. And what lakes are you fishing out there? Uh, my home lake here is Barron River Lake. It's a small ten thousand acre lake. 10,000 acres to me is not small, but how long have you been fishing that lake? You know where all the brush piles are? I've lived here for 14 years, I think. And uh, I actually came up here and fished it four or five years before I moved up here uh, during the spring a few times. So I'm close to 18, 20 years experience on this lake. Uh, Did you move there just to fish on that lake? 
Uh, no, I'm actually, I'm from Tennessee. And uh, when I hired on at my new job uh, 14 years ago, I actually met my wife who lives up here about the same time. And they had an opening up here. And so everything just kind of fit. And that's how I ended up in Kentucky. Very cool. So let's talk a little more crappie fishing. You like, uh, so I'm guessing you're saying vertical jigging, right? When you say you're, you're jigging pole. I do. And I'm actually uh, fixing to come out with a video this week. Probably on the way I catch these crappie in the summertime. It's the most simple way to catch them. I, I have an ultralight fishing rod, five and a half foot. And you can get on top of these laydowns, brush piles, bridge pilings, any kind of structure like that that has any kind of depth with it. Uh, in the summertime, uh, I won't fish anything less than 16 foot deep. So between like 16 and 24 deep, that's kind of where I want to be right there. And uh, a lot of people don't fish in the summer, but I, I tell everybody, summertime is one of the most predictable times for catching crappie. I mean, I went out, I catfished early this morning, then I had to go run an errand. I come back out, got on the lake about 9.30 and for about an hour and a half. And I mean, we wore them out today just dropping a jig on them. I mean, most people just don't do that, but I mean, it, it can be done. So when you're saying you're fishing, you, you said between 14 and 20 foot of water, is that what you said? You kind of broke up a little bit. Uh, is that just because uh, that's where the fish are, or is that because you need to stay that far away from the crappie this time of year? Up, oh, are you still there, Jeremy? Kim Burnett says it's a great time of the year to fish. I agree, Kim. Kim's a great crappie time. Jake, do you do any? Can you hear me, Jeremy? I think we're having some more technical difficulties. All right. I see. Uh, I want to say hello to some people in chat while he's figuring out. I do want to say hello again to Dink's mom, Jay Fox Hunter. What's going on, Jay? Creole Catfishing. If I didn't say hello to you earlier, I believe I did. I do see Mr. Kim Burnett out there. Fish Smack. There's another man with a great channel. Uh, check it out if uh, uh, you haven't. Just enter Fish Smack in. Uh, he's a past guest on Panfish Weekly. Uh, check him out. Also, look up Panfish, not Panfish Weekly, Panfish Nation. Uh, also, if you're into panfishing, check out Panfish Nation on YouTube. That's uh, one of my side, well, it's Lyle's project. It's one of my side gigs. I get to fish with, uh, uh, not fish, but I get to uh, uh, talk to some great people with Lyle Stokes on that show every Thursday night after the bait shop. Uh, can you hear me, Jeremy, or did we get you back? Nope, I can't hear you, sir. Josh, One Ton Fishing Club, what's going on? All right, as happens in live YouTube, folks, we're having some technical difficulties. I want to apologize uh, for what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wanted to see if you remember that, Creole. Creole's sending me chicken emojis. Creole's one of them believers in chicken for fishing. Hooked on D fishing. Thank you for handing out some links. She's showing links. Another reason, if you're not, if you're listening on a podcast and you want to come in, check it out on a Monday night, eight p.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube on the Catfish and Crappie uh, uh, program or a YouTube channel. Check it out. Easy to find. Yeah, and if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to the channel. Also, I'd love for a thumbs up. Up, oh, we lost Jeremy. Uh, so, okay, folks. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I guess you, you're me. Hopefully he'll come back in here. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the upcoming few. Oh, let's talk about my miserable fishing failure yesterday. How about that? Uh, everybody who's a real fisherman knows that you don't catch them all the time. You can usually do pretty good most of the time, but you never catch them all the time. Uh, me and Bob from Fins and Fines got a chance to spend some time on the water, quite a bit of time. I think we were out for like seven and a half hours last night. Uh, we were out until I think it was, and Bob, correct me, don't quote me on this. I think we, we kind of loaded the boat up at like 3.30 in the morning. It was like 4 a.m. when I got in the house. Uh, we were looking for some Fox River flatheads last night. I had really good, really good bait. I had fresh bait. I mean, I have a bait tank. Anybody who uh, fishes catfish hard and, and, and long knows that even if you have a bait tank, if you're not regularly feeding those fish, they're not getting enough sunlight. These are all things I learned from my um, uh, show with Lyle and Bob Lusk. Um, that, that degrade the fish a little bit. So fresh baits, the best bait. I don't care what kind of bait tank you got. Um, got a hold of some really big greenies, some really nice, uh, bluegills. I uh, failed miserably at finding bullheads. Uh, one thing about my channel, you're going to learn that I'm always a hundred percent honest about my fishing failures and stuff. Oh, wait, looks like Jeremy's back. Let me finish this story. Jeremy, you back with us, bud? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yep, I can hear you now. Give me one second. Let me finish what we're talking about. So we had fresh bait out there. We fished for a long time, uh, seven and a half hours, me and Bob from Fish and Finds. Make sure you check him out also on YouTube. Give him a sub. He's got a growing channel. Great fisherman. Uh, really loves the sport. But anyways, um, we got some three, decent, two decent takedowns, one pretty big takedown, but we came up short on all three of those opportunities. Uh, but we did have a record-breaking um YouTube live stream on my channel. I'd gotten like, I think it was just over 250 thumbs up and I did get a hundred subscribers out of the whole deal, uh, with 3000 views. It was insane. So if you're here from that, uh, live stream from last night, I want to thank you for being there. I want to thank you for showing up again. If you're watching this after the fact or you are listening to this on podcast, I really appreciate all the support. So I wanted to make sure I said that all and let everybody know the end of the story while you were gone jeremy so you're back you got everything in order did you switch phones again i think so i think my wife tried to facetime me and it made the phone go crazy and you couldn't hear me okay can hear me i can hear you just fine that'll happen sometimes i don't know if uh, uh airplane mode helps on these live streams or not i haven't tried it so uh uh, we'll see. Usually the iPhones handle it pretty good. But anyways, that's a different, that's on a, that'll be on my tech channel coming soon. Not really, but I like to say that when I'm having difficulties. Uh, all right. So you're fishing, you said like four, 14 to 20 feet of water in the summer for crappie. That's your depth of choice. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I will fish a lot of, I'll just find the channel bank against the bluff or like a main channel or a channel that goes through a creek. And you can just follow those uh, creek channels and uh, find you a big laydown tree. Or if you know where any submerged brush is, or if there's any bridges that cross it, just any kind of structure that's in that deeper water, 
because them crappie, they will, in the morning, they will start out shallow. Like on them laydowns, they'll be up at the base of the tree. They may be six to eight foot deep. And uh, around lunchtime, when it sun's out and it's getting hot, they'll, they'll go down in that water column, down around that 16 foot range right in there. So that's why I don't usually fish anything less than 16, because 16 is a pretty good range for when it's hot outside and the sun's high. So you're fishing, are you fishing more timber or brush piles than anything? Uh, it just depends on who I got with me. If it's me and Dink, we might fish some of our brush piles, but if somebody sees me out there, I'm probably fishing the community holes. <laughs> there you go. I get it. <laughs> are you putting brush piles out yourself or you're not at that point yet? I got a few out there. Uh, I've been, the last two years, I've, I've really uh, catfished more than anything else. I've only been into catfishing about four or five years now, so I'm still fairly new to it. So the last couple of years, I pretty much spent 12 months out of the year just chasing them things and just with an occasional crappie trip. But this year, we've kind of, we've been crappie fishing quite a bit, and I've missed it. And Braden has a good time, and we can take the, take friends out on the pontoon and stuff and everybody catch a bunch of fish. It's just a good time. Especially when, yeah. you, when you have a lot of action like that, it keeps their attention. I'd say two, 200 fish in a boat, that, that's a good day. That's a lot of flaying, isn't it? Uh, Yeah. We, we caught so many uh, the weekend before last that night. We had over 200. Uh, I had my uncle and I had Braden with me and they were sitting up in front and they were catching fish so fast each one of them had two poles each that I was baiting hooks for them, taking off fish and measuring fish. And I didn't get to fish for the first hour and a half. I was just <laughs> bait man and measure man. But it was fun to watch. They had, a, they had a really good time. It's like that when you got family and, and, and kids, right? I know when I would take my nieces or my family members out with me fishing, I would be more of a guide than I would be fishing. So, And, and I'm sure you're the same way, Mark. You get just as much enjoyment watching somebody else catch them as you do. I, I do. You know, I always tell everybody on my streams that if I'm putting fish in the boat, we're putting fish on the boat. So lately in the last few streams, what I've been doing is letting my guests do all the catching. I'll do all the work. I'll be bait and pull, cut and bait or whatever. There's a few exceptions, like my buddy Tony G. He's always, you know, happy about cut and bait. He has no problem doing any of that stuff. But if, if I'm getting people on, on there and they walk away happy, I walk away happy. And, you know, I've caught a lot of fish in my time. Not that I don't like to catch fish, but if I want to go fishing, I usually go myself, which is why I'm guessing you might really like that kayak after a while when you need to break free, right? I can't wait to get back in it. Uh, I was going to take it out this morning, but it was it was pretty windy here, and I didn't really want to fight that this morning. But uh, I'm actually uh, on vacation this week, so I'm going to be home all week, and we hope to get a lot more fishing in uh, tomorrow morning to uh, down to Tennessee, down to the Cumberland River, and try to get a bunch of skipjack caught for the rest of the week. So hopefully we'll get on some fish in that kayak this week. I, that's my plan anyway. You gonna uh, so skipjack is that your catfish bait of choice? It is. Uh, like this morning, I was running real low on skipjack. I had some in the freezer, but they've been in there a couple months, and it wasn't. After they've been in there a couple months, they're they're just not as fresh and don't put out. They don't bleed and put out the scent they normally do. So I, I caught some fresh gizzard shad this morning, and I just never had much luck on gizzard shad. I know a lot of people say that's the bait to. To use in the winter time but uh 
for me this year around, I've had more luck on skipjack than any other bait. I think baits are very site specific. I think, you know, outside of chicken creole catfishing, that baits are kind of a match the hatch kind of thing. If you don't have skipjack, you're not going to do well in the waters. I mean, I've tried trout heads for, for, um, Channel cats, and they say in Nebraska that they work great. You, you see Thai Pig Patrol using them all the time. But I think that might be because the fish that or the place they're catfishing might even be a place they stock uh, trout at in the year. Um, it doesn't seem to work very well at the places I've tried. Uh, Gizzard, or shad works great here when you can get them. They work really well in the spring after the winter shad kill happens. But other than that, I pretty much stick to what I call candy bar baits in the in the spring, like suckers and chubs and stuff like that, uh, anything the size of a candy bar, and then move up to, like, my my panfish stuff later. Can you use crappie for bait where you're at? Uh, not in Kentucky, you can't. You can in Tennessee, but not here. And have you used it up in Tennessee? How's that? I hear a lot of good things about using crappie, at least even bits and pieces. Uh, I haven't used it myself. Uh I've used bluegill. I don't use a whole lot of live bait for catfishing. Uh, like I said, uh, I, I run eight rods normally on a regular trip, and I will mix up my bait selection. I will use some fillets. I'll put out some small chunks. I'll put out some big body sections, a couple heads. The heads are my favorite, but I'll just kind of give them a variety. Let them tell you what they want. Whatever I start getting bid on, you know, that's how I make my cut. You know, I've noticed in the past, actually in the recent past, that one day heads will do good and the next day a body section will do better. I, I just can't seem to figure it out. Have you noticed anything like that? I tend to have caught my bigger fish on heads and I have a lot of confidence in the heads, but it seems like the last couple months, the majority of my fish have come on uh, small sections, body sections. I mean, mm-hmm. by half a dollar size and yeah elephants eat like, peanuts this time last year we was catching them on uh big size baits but i've caught a lot more fish just downsizing a little bit i don't know why they're what's different. a big size what's a big size bait to you jeremy what's that what what do you consider a large sized bait uh when i go to alabama we'll use uh about three quarters of a skipjack and I went out with Hagen one day, and we used that 50-pounder Braden caught. I think he caught that fish on the, it was about 10 inches of skipjack. He just cut it pretty close to the tail back there. So it was a big-sized bait. I know there's a few anglers out there. One of them happened to be Doc Lang that are pretty famous for using almost full full pieces of, of, of skipjack out there uh, in Alabama. And, and, and my understanding, it works. Well, it works really well from him, obviously, but he do, I don't think he messes around and uses anything else. You'll be surprised how some of them smaller fish will still get that big bait in their mouth. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, they can get it in I've, I've caught like 10-pound flathead on like a 9-inch bluegill. It's insane. The tail's hanging out at the end. It's still flopping when you get it to the shore and stuff. It's pretty cool to see. But then I've caught, you know, my 50-pounder on a half-dollar piece of shad body section. It's it's odd. I don't know. I think if they're, if they're there and they're going to eat, they're going to eat whatever's available to them, to be honest with you. But I think if you're calling them in, I think sometimes, you know, the head pieces are different than the body pieces and all depending on what they're tuned in at the day. Right. So. Uh, what do you fish for mostly? Do you 
fish for blues or channels or no we have no we have no blue cats up here i fish for channel cats and flathead i like to fish flathead i haven't been fishing for them as much actually my buddies are giving me such a hard time they're they're saying they're asking me if i even fish anymore i used to fish for flathead a lot more than i've had a chance to this year i spent a lot more time chasing channel cats this year fish for crappie and you know obviously panfish i do a lot of pan fishing out here being i'm in an urban area you can always take uh you know that 40 minute 45 minute lunch break go down to the uh local pond and catch a bunch of nice size we have red breasts out here or shell cracker they get to be pretty good i got a couple spots where i get big ones i don't even use those for bait i put those back but uh in the fall i'll chase king salmon out of racine off the shore stuff like that whatever's you know i'll, I'll fish for anything last year i went after bourbon for Jiminy Christmas. And a lot of the people that I catfish with it around there, like, what the hell is a burbot? They're calling it burbot and stuff like that. But but it was fun. It's a northern thing. Great taste in fish. If you ever get a chance to to try one, I think you'd like it. Um, so though the I my basically catfish and crappie are the fish I chase a lot because they're the most uh, available to me. I'm not a big bass guy, but I catch a lot of bass, but it's all bycatch. Like my, my last three PV breakers for largemouth bass were all like on one inch Berkeley minnows. Jeremy <laughs> just got lucky. I was out bait fishing, hooking a five or a six pounder. I got a six pound four ouncer this year, which is probably my PB. And that was, that was trolling crappie jigs. Actually, how we caught that one. Do you do any long line trolling? I know you you were talking about spider rigging, but what about long line trolling? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, majority of the time, if I'm crappie fishing, you're gonna see a jig bowl in my hand. Like I said, unless it's uh, pre-spawn when these fish are staging and moving around, or in the fall when they're scattered out quite a bit, and I have to cover a lot of water. Uh, I just I prefer I like to feel the thump on that jig. That's just the way I like to catch them. Yeah, what what I'm what I'm starting to do actually just as of this year, I'll do the long line trolling. I don't, I have no, like I said, I've never tried spider rigging, but I'll long line troll until I find where the fish are, and then I'll then I'll cast to them. Um, the the couple of the crappie spots that I fish, I do, I do most of my crappie fishing on the weekends for the one reason is that the river is so busy on the weekends here outside of Chicago, it's like crazy busy. That on the weekends, if I can go to like an electric only lake, a community lake, and crappie fish that. That's what I'm doing, but I'm fishing in seven, eight feet of water at max for crappie. So it's, it's hard to get over them without spooking them with the trolling motor. So I haven't had an opportunity to, to, to vertical jig form too much. I'd like to, hopefully that opportunity will present itself a little later in the year after all the Googans go away after Labor Day (laughs) in the fall. I'm looking for that. You can use those 12, 13 foot rods to get out there. I hope you're not spooking. I, I I get that, and we had this conversation on Panfish Nation last week when the Mr. Kimberlett and Lyle Stokes, uh, Lyle Stokes, had talked me into getting a fly fishing rod. You, you can imagine, you know, you're a fisherman like me. You know how much gear you got in your garage, right? Well, I'm a gear fanatic. I have like too much gear. I'm trying to take it one step at a time, and definitely, I'd like to try uh, uh, long line spider rig or long pulling jigging, all of that stuff, and. Maybe I'll break down and get me a nice – recommend one to me, and I'll go out – I'll tell you what. If you recommend a, a decent one that isn't, you know, 300 bucks, I'll go out and buy one, and I'll try some long-line uh, vertical jigging. What, what do you like to use? Uh, as far as my uh, trolling rods? Uh, oh, for your, vert- your vertical jigging, for your uh, jigging pole. Your, what, you say you got a 14-footer? 
in the summertime, you'll see me using those little five and a half footers. Yeah, you had mentioned that. Uh, summertime's a short rod. In the springtime, when they're spooky and you got to get stay off of them a little bit, I'll use the 10, 12 foot rods. Uh, I had the, uh, what's the Wally Marshall brand? Uh, Mr. Crappie. I have a, a set of those and I have a set of B&Ms. And uh, I've used the B&Ms for a long time. They're a good rod. And uh, I just took the uh, uh, Mr. Crappie ones out of the box a couple months ago and I'm getting the real foot on them. I don't have much. I hadn't used them a whole lot yet, so can't really recommend them yet. Yeah, but B&M it, makes a really good crop yard. You know, I do have a 10-footer that I do use from time to time, but the only thing I use for them is, like, when I'm sticking them into, like, log jams and stuff, just looking for crappie that way. And I'll start out, if I if I have some minnows, I'll, I'll pick up a couple dozen minnows, and if I can find them with a minnow, they don't always bite on minnows, but if I can find them with a minnow, I'll switch over to a jig and drop them in there, you know, do the whole pull the jig up to the rod tip and kind of set it in there. But that hasn't been as, as productive as I hoped. But maybe I'll just use that 10-foot pole to do some vertical jigging. Chris Uselton has a question for you. It says, um, do you have your rods rigged up before you hit the water or wait till you get there, Jeremy? Uh, they're rigged up, ready to go. And how many rods do you normally bring in? What kind of setups are you bringing? Say it again. What kind of setups are you rigged up for when you leave? Uh, it just depends. Uh, I don't spider rig a whole lot. Uh, since I, I hadn't tournament fished for crappie in a few years, but uh, on the tournament scene, it's different. You, it seems like you have to spider rig a lot. Being the months they fall in and stuff, it's just uh, you, you got to have a lot of fish and pull through a lot of fish to get in the money. So, to get uh, those big bags, yeah. But Definitely. usually, depending on your wind, is what size sinker I have on there. I have my uh, my uh, uh, bobber stops on there. I usually keep it about 10 foot so I, I can adjust it because most of the time when I'm trolling, I'm between 8 and 12 foot. So that 10 foot kind of shows me where I need to be. But uh, a lot of times I'll just use the 10 foot rod. Uh, I have some 12 and 13s for like when they're super shallow, but I mean, the 10s are, are plenty in my opinion, unless you're in like Mississippi and Grenada down there somewhere or super shallow and they're real spooky yeah it's super shallow i didn't realize that grenada was shallow i had no idea i know it's uh heavy timber down there but i didn't know how that it was shallow water that's that's good to know if you could fish anywhere for crappie or catfish or both where would it be you got any place you'd like to travel to um i did go to grenada several years ago but the day I went, it was a severe cold front and it stormed. And I, I went out there for a little bit anyway, and I zeroed that day. So um, any of those lakes in Mississippi, though, is good. Uh, Sardis, and there's two or three of them down there. Just They have a lot of big fish. Uh, Weiss Lake in Alabama, they got some big ones there. Uh, as far as catfishing, um I've fished in Alabama a little bit with some friends, and I like it really good. Um, I'm thinking the James River. I've never been there, and I've been seeing what's been coming out of there lately. Uh, so the James River is definitely a bucket list place for me. 
James River looks like fun. Uh, past guest on the show, Adam Cook, does really good. If you ever need a guy down there, I highly recommend Adam's service. He does, he does a killer job down there. He puts some big fish in a boat. And he's got that big old, I think it's a 24-foot center console with twin motors on it. That'd be fun to fish off of. I'd just wow. like to go for riding that boat and fish for some big blues off that. That would be cool. Uh, very cool. Um, have you fished any of the big lakes here in Illinois, or you have not tried that yet? I don't think I've ever fished in Illinois or Indiana. I fished, uh, let's see. I think the Ohio River's about as far north as I've ever fished. Like you gone? Yeah, I know here in Illinois we got Rend and we got Lake Egypt. They're pretty good crappie lakes. I've been meaning to work my way down there, but my my plans of my calendars got pretty filled up pretty quick, which is great. I'm looking forward to every one of those ones, but that's one of the ones I need to do. Uh, I got some plans on heading up to uh, uh, Missouri and fish with Lyle. Hopefully we can get on some crappie over there, so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, so what's your, do you have a PB crappie? Um, 16 and three-quarter inches. I, I didn't have a weight on it when I caught it, and this was probably 15 years ago. But that's the biggest crappie I've ever caught. Very nice fish. Um, want to be outdoors, Matt says. Jeremy is an awesome guy. Uh, he, he has great info and is very forthcoming. I have to agree, Matt. It's one of the good things. I see uh, Stan is in chat. What's going on, Stan? How you doing, buddy? Congratulations on your 1K again. Ozark guys fishing. What's going on? Uh, your boy Troy fishing. Uh, let's see if I missed anybody else. I see Kelly from the Bullocks Experience. Uh, I'd like to uh, send out my condolences on your family's loss, Kelly. I, uh, it's very unfortunate. So I want to make sure I included those people. If I've missed you, I apologize. But uh, welcome uh, better. Wel- welcome to, to the chat, guys. Uh, so what else you got planned? Uh, when's your next video coming out? Uh, I'm going to have try to have two out by the end of the week. I'm going to. I'm in the process of doing one on my kayak setup. I'm doing one on a summertime crappie. And then I'm, I'm trying to get another one, uh, a catfish video out of the kayak. But uh, I'm just waiting on some fresh bait. And hopefully I'll have that tomorrow. So I've got the rest of the week off. So hopefully we can make it happen. Cool. I appreciate you taking time off your vacation week to come here and chat with us. We all appreciate it. So let's thank Jeremy for doing so. By going to his channel, watching his videos, and making sure you subscribe while you're watching his videos, and let's get his count back to where it was. So uh, uh, hopefully uh, we can help Jeremy out a little bit, get get back on a thing. It's unfortunate that YouTube is so slow and so unwilling to help people on an individual basis that uh, uh, if we're not helping each other, we're not going to have any help at all. Wouldn't you agree, Jeremy? Uh, the catfish and crappie communities, I can't say enough about them. The support I've had over the last year, there's a bunch of great people out there, a bunch of great channels out there. I love watching them, and I appreciate all the support that you guys have given me. Cool. I agree, too. I can't say enough. I just started in this community a little while ago, and I've been welcomed with open arms. I've been really uh, fortunate. So uh, I do also want to remind everybody, please hit that thumbs up. Um, oh, we got a question from the man himself here. Let's see what's going on. SK's Crappie Catch Adventure. What's up, SK? A question. I always got, uh, I always got so I'll pass it on. Uh, what's your favorite jig colors? Uh, my favorite is... The jig I've caught more fish on than anything. It's a 
it's red with a chartreuse tail on it, and it has a little orange jig head with eyes on it. It's a funny looking deal, but in the wintertime, that thing's really deadly. I hadn't fished it a lot in the summer. Uh, like today, uh, it's clear skies and sunny. I'm going with a natural presentation. You want your whites, your silvers, anything to mimic a shad. So I tried to stick with that right now. But uh, if it's cloudy or rainy, something like that, I'll definitely break out that jig. And it's been a good one over the years. I think it looks kind of like a carrot stick. I think that's a pretty hot color these days. It's, right? It's it almost great. looks like a carrot with the orange and the green. Yeah, it does. I just tied a cop. I just tied a couple of them the other time we were tying jigs live on Lyle's channel and called it the Chadwick Fields. It was kind of funny. Called it the redheaded stepchild. Orange and green. Yeah, it looked pretty good. It's a good looking jig. Hopefully, maybe I can get out this weekend and try it. Uh, D uh, from Get Hooked on D Fishing is asking Will Dinks be posting videos uh, to his channel or your channel? I'm not sure what he means, but you can let us know on both parts of that. Dink will definitely be on some of my shows. Uh, I don't know if he's going to post anything real soon. We've been talking about him posting some more videos. He does enjoy it and he misses it, but he is so busy right now with football, guitar lessons, and just being a 12-year-old. So he has a full schedule and he tries to fit everything in and he's fishing with me every chance he gets. And just because he ain't putting out a video don't mean he ain't out there. He's with me 90% of the time, but uh, he appreciates uh, y'all support and everything. And he, he does miss it and he was talking about putting out some more but he's just really busy right now i i agree i did see that post about him getting involved in football so uh, are you a big football family i am i never got to play my mom would never let me play i was a little bitty thing in high school when i graduated yeah. i only weighed 30 pounds i was a little bitty feller so i didn't get well, to play so I, i'm kind of living through him this is uh first year playing and he seems to be doing really good at it and uh, we're going to support him, and as long as he, as long as it's something he wants to do, then we're going to back him and follow through with it. That's a great attitude to have, Dad. You should be proud of yourself and your your whole family. You get it. Definitely seems like you got quite the very cool outdoors and active family there. So I, I'm. I, I think you're you're blessed. Uh, Laura the Explorer says uh, uh, she supported you and left a comment. We really appreciate that, Laura. If anybody else could head over there and do the same thing, I'm I'm sure that um, Jeremy would appreciate it. If you're listening to the podcast, just go onto YouTube, enter in "hooked up." Or come to this podcast episode, look at the description, click on the link in the description, it'll take you right there. I'm going to add it also to the podcast description, so you might be able to get there as well. So, um, again, uh, let's see if we have any more questions here in chat. I, I got a question. What What do you think is more important uh, for crappie fishing? Do you think it is um, color or um, silhouette on a bait? Uh Color is definitely important. I mean, like I was talking about with the conditions, you got to match the conditions, the time of year, and whatever kind of weather you have for the day. Uh, color's a big deal. I'd say that's probably that would be my opinion. Okay, yeah, I 
it's still out. I think size of a bait, not necessarily the silhouette, has a lot to do. Uh, when you're fishing with them, are, are you starting with larger baits, smaller baits? Or do you pretty much use the same bait all the time? How do you go about that? Uh, most of the time, I usually minter fish, but this year I really kicked into just using jigs just for the fun of it, see what I could catch and experiment a little bit. Back when I tournament fished uh, on the crappie tournament trail, we would always use jig tip with minnows. We want the biggest profile baits we could find because we were just looking for the seven biggest fish we could find. So we didn't care if we got 100 bites all day. As long as we got seven quality baits, this is all we was looking for. That's all that. Dan Thompson, Thanks for thank you very much for becoming a part of the Catfish and Crappie crew. We really appreciate the support. Thank you very much. Hopefully we can get some, some better perks going right now. Uh, right now it's been kind of hard, but we're going to get it. But you're definitely uh, uh, very grateful for the support, so thank you very much. Uh, let's see if we got any other questions. Uh, so where are you going? Uh, do you have plans? Are you, I know you're off this week. You said you're going to be fishing all week, so are you going, you're going skipjack fishing tomorrow, right? Yeah, we got to get some bait caught up and get the freezer stocked up a little bit. Uh, we're about out. So, uh, Braden enjoys catching the skipjack, and I do too. It's a fun time. You never know. We may do a skipjack video tomorrow if we get into them real good. I think so you should. I I watch skipjack jack videos every chance I get. If I'm on someone's channel and I see they or a, a subscriber and I see they post a skipjack video, that's something that I really want to try. I've never done it, but it looks like it's a heck a heck of a lot of fun. I don't care if they got one skipjack on a line or if they got you know the full sabiki rig loaded up with them. It looks like a good time. Is are you using sabiki rigs for catching your bait? Uh, no, I use uh, I think it's one sixty fourth ounce uh, little curly tail jigs. They're white jigs with a paint head on them, and on mm-hmm. the end weight, I will put a I don't know what size it is, but it's like a little silver buddy, just to where I can get long cast out there. I'll tie about three of those little Mister Twisters about a foot apart, and then on the end I'll have my spoon or whatever for whatever I'm using for weight, and just burn it right on those current seams right below the dam. Have you ever tried those Foley spoons? I haven't yet. I've been meaning to get some. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about them. I know down in Alabama, they're killing the skipjack on them. I want to try. I actually ordered a couple of, I think it, I don't know if it was from Dale's or from Tackle Band. I ordered some Foley spoons to try for crappie. I want to see how they work trolling behind my boat. Maybe I'll do that this weekend. Maybe there'll be a video out for that, but, uh, they look pretty interesting. I'm a spoon guy. Whenever I fish, uh, uh, any of the big waters like Lake Michigan or some of the lakes in the chain and they've always worked out well for me. And I know that a lot of guys catch skipjack. I don't see why you can't catch crappie on them if you can get the slow down a little bit. It might be something that the crappie haven't seen, really. Uh, they're also really good for the hybrids, too. Oh, they are? We don't have any You don't. I used to catch a lot of hybrids when my parents had a place on the Tippecanoe River in Indiana, the wipers down there, but they're small. But they were still fun to catch. I used to just use, like, a perch-colored Rapala, and I would kill them on that at the dams and stuff. But they were fun. That's another story. Hopefully, uh, maybe I'll hook up with, like, fishing with kid or something one of these days go do some wiper fishing with him that would be cool lord of the explorer does have a question it says aren't the colors generally chosen based on the bugs they are eating at the time of the season that's i guess that's her question she wants to know how color relates to the hatch i imagine her question is um i guess you could if you want to really get technical but at the end of the day i mean like where i live the the shad the thread fins the primary forage for what these crappie are eating so that's mainly what they're going to eat. So any 
bait that imitates that crappie, I mean, they're not going to pass it up. So I just kind of stick with, with that. You know, you had said something that makes a lot of sense to me, and I'd kind of like to to end the night there. Um, you said you'd like to keep it simple, and I'm a firm believer in don't make it more complicated than it really is, right? So I'm going to say use the KISS method when you're fishing, especially for crappie. Keep it simple, stupid. I'm not calling anybody stupid, but that's just a saying. I think the, the simpler you keep it and you stick with what works out of all the simple ways you try, you can't go wrong with that. Betty Cross Thank you very much, dear. She's giving me some Ohio gas fund money. Thank you very much, dear. <laughs> I appreciate it. Would you agree with that? Keep it simple. Even just a minnow on a jig head or a minnow on a hook underneath a bobber. If you're getting fish, you're getting fish, right? Absolutely. It's hard to beat a minnow on a bobber anytime. Cool. All right, folks, I want to thank you for for coming on tonight. I want to thank you, Jeremy, for being a guest. I want to remind everybody to make sure you go over to Jeremy's channel. Some de descriptions are the link is in the description. Sorry, my mouth isn't working today, folks. You'll have to forgive me. It's been a long night. Go there, watch his videos. If you like what you see, give him a sub. Continue watching. Check out his content. Jeremy puts out a lot of content. Um, and I really do think you need to upload a couple of those videos from your old channel, especially the ones with like Hagen and Chris. You need to move those over like right away. I think you'll do good to do that. Somebody will have to show me how to do that because I'm. I can. I'll be. Hey, let me give me a holler. I'll be more than happy to walk you through. It'll be easy. It sounds good. I appreciate it, Mark. All right, guys. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thanks for the new membership. I appreciate it. Thank you for the super chats, guys. And thank you, everybody, who came over from last night's live stream. I really appreciate it. Jeremy, let me know if we can help you in any way. Everybody get over to his channel, and uh, let's get his sub count back up to where it was. We really appreciate you and everybody in chat. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful night. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys.